Welcome to The Bar is Loaded, your only stop for all things strength-related, with your hosts, Danny Taylor and Thomas Regan. Gentlemen, The Bar is Loaded. Welcome to The Bar is Loaded, I'm Danny Taylor. And I'm Thomas Regan. We've got a special episode today. We are seven years old as a business, as a gym. Um, It's been a journey. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Thanks. Cheers. You didn't even say it the other day, did you? It was actually Tuesday. Two days ago, that it was the birthday. Yeah, it didn't. Seven say. years, a long time. I said on Facebook that I need a lion. I had one on Wednesday, and I felt rejuvenated. <laughs> I just can't what, believe it's been seven years. What 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 time was your lion till? Um, only, admittedly, only until nine. Ah, oh, which I mean, it's quite late for me to be fair. Normally, I'm up at seven half seven every day, so. Bear in mind, I'm working until 9, 9.30 at night. Yeah, you need to do it every at day 10, for the last seven years. <laughs> I'm tired, man. Yeah. I, I just can't help but feel like I need to sleep more because of how long that I work. So, like, if you think about the average person works eight-hour days, um, they'll have seven to eight, hour, seven to eight hours sleep. Mm-hmm. So, because I do 12 to 14-hour days, does that mean that I need 12 to 14 hours sleep? Like, I can't find that time, unfortunately. Yeah, you need to sleep more. Get get that extra hour in. Sleep, again. sleep is for those who are broke. That's Eric <laughs> Thomas. Well, rule number one on the rules of success, sleep when you're dead. This is um, on our whiteboard over here. We've got uh, my rules of success. And I've had these up for the last three years now. So and when we first moved. got the whiteboard, this whiteboard is actually... I don't know whether I can say this because... It might get me stepped out into trouble, but um, it's from the mortuary, from the morgue. Oh, so yeah. yeah, on the back of that whiteboard is stickers um, for different organs where you'd normally write down the weight of the organ. So you've got like this. I'll show you when we take it off. Yeah. Um, when, when we move, we've got uh, on the reverse side brain, um, lungs, heart, liver, stuff like that. Oh, do you have to weigh them? You gotta weigh it. Yeah. Why? So that's part of the post-mortem, basically. Oh. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Why? Don't I, I don't know. Why do you need I, to wait? I don't know. I, I did go in once and um, he showed me a brain. And it, it genuinely looks like what you'd expect it to look like. You know, like a movie prop. Yeah. Yeah, it looked look fake. Did you touch it? No. Can't, yeah. can't be doing that. It was in like, um, it was in like a thingy tub. Like a quarantine tub, do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. special gel that keeps it. Was it like could you, like was it just like a whole brain or could you like split it in half and then see what's inside it? Uh, it was a whole brain. Yeah. It was so small. Was it? Yeah. It wasn't like I a fear kid. of how small my brain is. Was it adult brain or was it kids one? Uh, adults. Adults, yeah. and it was only what? It's it's only supposed to be that big, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's how big it was. Yeah, yeah. I was like. That's your heart and that's your brain. I mean, it made me quite hungry, to be honest. I'm not a cannibal, but like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie, it looked like chicken. <laughs> I was like, oh. I need to leave. For a KF quickly. after that. Yeah. <laughs> Fried brain. Massive, massive tangent there. Um, this is uh, just a celebration episode. Like, we've got no plan normally. Like, we'll make some notes and stuff. And I mentioned to Thomas, I thought it would be a good idea to do, like, a seven years strong or seven years of strength episode. So... I can reminisce and, I don't know, maybe give Thomas some idea of yeah. what's happened in the last seven years because you've only been involved with us for the last year and a half. Year and a half, yeah. Uh, I, it feels like longer. Year and a half. Uh, yeah, year and a half yeah. December, yeah. It feels like much, much longer, doesn't it? Yeah. A year and a half ago, I was on a mission 
to try and find a new premises. That's how short your time has been here. Like, yeah. and we've not even achieved that goal yet. I mean, we should achieve it in the next couple of weeks slash months. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, I'll still be here when you get a new gym. To be confirmed. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I hope you are because that'll be great. Yeah, I want to see the new gym, new facilities. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I started in what Calderstones Park, two thousand eleven. Yeah. I suppose we should do this chronologically. So um, let, let, let's go back right to the start. Let's go back right to the very start. If you listen to Origins episode, episode one, uh, you will have learned more about where I came from and how I got qualified. Um, I just gained an interest because I was working with um, my mentor at the time, Danny Staples, who works with us now as a sports massage therapist. And... Um, yeah, he kind of inspired me to become qualified and start looking into the science of training a little bit more and become qualified in, I think it was August of 2011. And then I started doing, I founded Taylor Strength, Taylor's Fitness Training at the time in 2011. Um, that was December the 12th, 2011. So that's when we done like our announcements, seventh birthday in that. Uh, and... I started doing boot camps out of Coldstones Park. I remember getting people signed up for January because it was like a big push for January. And basically, it was, uh, I would have said yes to anything at that point because it was just a way for me to get my name out there, yeah. make money, and try and get some clients. That, mm. That's what it was all about at that point. Um, the difference in my boot camps at the time was like, um, I was adding like more science into it instead of just. Like, you get fit, which is kind of what they wanted, to be honest, and I should have just given them that. Yeah. I was trying to teach them more about, like, um, the reason why they were doing certain things, and um, it was definitely more of, like, an outside strength and conditioning session because it was... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was programmed, so it wasn't just, we're going to wing it today. Yeah. It was, like, I'd write a session out, and it'd have, um, it'd have a format, so... We'd start off with, like, um, obviously the GPP, general physical prep, warming up, loosening off, um, and then we'd move into the main movement of that day. So it was kind of like Russian conjugate. We'd be using all energy systems in one session. Um, so it'd be like a strength movement. So it'd be like bodyweight squats. It'd be like lunges, uh, push-ups if people could do them, or like a variation of. Um, and then we'd move into a movement that, um, assisted the main movement um, and we'd do that for set reps and set sets or whatever X set and X reps and then we'd do, go into supersetting mm. where it would be um, something more high intensity with minimal rest um, so supposedly we're getting like results from it in terms of like what they wanted because they wanted just like the feel good and they were definitely getting that from like the how intense the supersets were um, and then the finisher, which was always like cardio related, so everyone always hated that. But run um, around the park, run around Fast the park, time. run around the park, sprint intervals, yeah. shit like that. I used to join in. Yeah. Used to do like it was part of my session as well. So um, I hadn't got to the, I hadn't got to the stage where I could just sit back and just coach people. Like I needed to actually do it with them at that point. Yeah. To I can't. I don't know. Suppose just to. Builds trust with them, though, doesn't it? That you're doing it and you're not just telling them what to do. Yeah, yeah, so that, and I think for my own clarity, that, like, 
right, I'm telling them to do it, now I'm going to do it, so they can see that, you know, it's been being done correctly, and for my own, like, clarity as well, to see if I was doing it correctly. Yeah. I mean, I was still at the very, very, I mean, I don't need to start, I was at the very, very bottom of the ladder at that point. That didn't last too long, though, the boot camps, um, until, like, mid-Feb. Obviously, it was weather permitting, and um, sometimes it would be pissing down, and I'd still turn up, obviously. Because at the time I was just like extremely keen. Yeah. Um. It didn't matter what weather it was, whether it was like ice snow. Did anyone ever snow. really turn off for them winter, like cold? The rain. first couple of weeks it was mad. Like the first couple of weeks we had like twenty to thirty people. Yeah. It was madness. Like, um, Eve, it got to the point where, in the first couple of weeks, like the park security came around and was like, "You're gonna have to move." Yeah. Because <laughs> there's that many of us. Yeah. So it was a good start. Like I didn't make much from that, but it was just more about getting your name getting out our, there. Yeah, getting the name out there and trying to pick up private clients from it, um, which I did. I uh, started off with one client um, after the boot camps finished in like mid Feb. Like it basically just starts to die off, and mm. um, people starts to drop out, losing motivation. Weather was getting shitter. There was times where I'd turn up and no one was there, and like I'd still just go. I mean, it was two buses, you know, two buses to get there, but you got to do what you got to do when you're starting out. you got to eat a bit of shit and... Lose a bit of money. Lose a bit of money. Um, but I turned up anyway, even if people didn't. And if no one ended up coming, I'd just do a session myself. Yeah. Sometimes I'd just get back on the bus and feel... Shit like shit. Deflated. Yeah. Yeah, but... I think that's all part of growing as a business, especially when you're young and you're self-employed. Um, some of the best lessons learned are some of the hardest, yeah. in my opinion. So I'd never do anything like that again, but I'm glad that I did because it taught me a lot. Would you recommend people to do it starting out? Or, or just um, go to a gym and do PT? And all? I'd say try, try your best to find like um, an independent gym yeah. somewhere like here somewhere that's um, like a small local business, somewhere that represents your values as well or you mm. can share values with the people who run the gym. Um, that's very important. That um, I suppose that brings me on to the next part of the story, which is like going from the boot camps and just having one client in Calderstones Park like once, once or twice a week, something like that, £10 an hour. So like... I was losing money. I wasn't making money. You know, I was just doing it for the love of it, firstly, and because I needed experience and I needed to just get my name out there, um, which ultimate, ultimately led to an opportunity. And at the time, it was called City Boxing Fitness. Uh, so this is based in town. And this is what about, I'm going to say, three, four months later. So at this point, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to find the gym to get into. I'm looking at different opportunities. I was level two gym instructor qualified and everyone, uh, all the commercial gyms wanted level three before they'd give you an opportunity. So I was just applying anyway, yeah. just like in the in the cover letter, I was saying, you know, this is who I am. These are my values. Uh, this is what I want to bring to the business, to the gym. Um, will you give me an opportunity or, you know, can I come in and just talk to you? Um no one ever really got back to me, to be honest. If they did get back to me, it was always a no. Um, or, you know, there was always some barrier in the way, whether it was like financial cost or whether I, I don't know, couldn't get qualified uh, or didn't have the didn't have the money at the time to go and do a level three because the level three courses at the time were 
much more expensive for my level two. That was with focus training. I paid um, about a grand, yeah. something like that. You can get a level two now for a couple of hundred quid. Um, so they're definitely not as upmarket as what they used to be. Anyone can do it now and you can get funding for it and all that. Yeah. I didn't qualify for it because I was, I don't know, I wasn't in a certain age bracket or something. But anyway, there was just no funding for it then or I, I couldn't find it. And then, um, yeah, from there, I had a message off a mate about an opportunity in the gym that he was training out of. He was like, he'd do a couple of hours there, basically, um, just to cover for the manager. And it was Mark Scanlon's gym. He's an ex-UFC fighter or something now. Um, and it was like an old, gritty, like, hardcore, like, boxer's gym. But they had, like, you know, old, rusty weights and you know, uh, creaky benches and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, this is a dream come true. (laughs) Like, this is me. Like, I'm all about, like, the true grit and, like, you know, training in the cold and, you know, getting a grind on and, you know, that blue collar kind of atmosphere. So I was like, great, I've I've made it. I've done it. (laughs) And went in, trained one of their best boxers. Uh, That went well. Manager was like, right, yeah, you can start immediately. And I was self-employed out of that gym then for uh, three years, basically. Some new owners came in um, and I built my client base from there over the course of three years. It wasn't anything massive. It wasn't anything to, to shout about, but... It paid um, the bills. It pay, you know, it, it helped to pay the bills, at yeah. least. It was definitely a stepping stone in the journey to having my own gym mm. and having like my own identity. This coffee is definitely going colder, by the way. It's going colder. Mine's not too bad. I think it's a bit. Mine's a bigger cup, isn't it? Mm. To be fair. So yeah, I'm not. If there is any undue silence, it's because I'm trying to finish this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Built the client base from there. It was mainly mainly ladies because. Uh, I mean, I was trying to get athletes in, but it was just hard. I did have athletes. It was just difficult to to get them in, especially when you've not really got a track record on, like, their pain for a service. Like, they'd want to see... Um, already. Yeah, they'd want to see some uh, case studies <laughs> yeah, and whatever yeah, first. Yeah. So I only had a hand, uh, only had a handful and I never had anything really specific to athletes and sports, and that's what I wanted. Um, I did end up with that eventually. Just, you know, you just build up and you accumulate... So I had the likes of Becky Caslin, had a couple of semi-pro football players, a um, couple of amateur level uh, kickboxers and boxers, um, Muay Thai kickboxers. So like Becky was one of them at the time as well. And a couple, I think a year later she went pro. So that was like a, it was a big thing for me, you know, because mm. I felt like I had a bit of a say in her progression and her growth as an athlete. So that was great. Um from there, I'm just trying to think of anything else significant happened during that time. Yeah, I started looking into like the strength side of it more, and that's when I rebranded as Taylor Strength Training. Mm. I've actually got the old hoodie on today, just so everyone can see. So if you watch Taylor's Olympic weightlifting logo. <laughs> I mean, it's representative of strength. I mean, I was going for more. I mean, I asked for a deadlift. And um, the guy who made the logo for me, I think it was on People Per Hour or something like that. He was from like Azerbaijan. He didn't <laughs> understand what I was trying to say, and 
I don't know. I, f- I felt I felt pushed to just go. Okay, yeah, sound and release the funds. Yeah. In hindsight, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have. But I don't know. I don't know whether I was like relaunching or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But I remember there the being like I don't know some sort of time constraint, and I was just like, that's gonna have to that's do. Gonna, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, it's, it's two two years to rebrand again. Uh, the logo three years about three maybe maybe a little bit longer well, the first logo was horrendous I'm going to have to try and attach the first logo into the video or something I should have brought the t-shirt in because I've still got the t-shirt it was awful it was a snatch Um, I mean it wasn't too bad do you what, know what like I mean that? yeah it was a snatch but like I didn't know how to teach the snatch <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> So it was like, uh, it's a bit, bit of an ironic logo, to be fair. Um, I remember I tried to make a logo. I was just stupid. Like, obviously I wasn't qualified. Because if my psychology wasn't going to go to plan, I was going to try and do. Yeah. Um, But I didn't. But yeah, it was a snatch. And it was oh, you're going to do, I'm like, you're gonna do coaching? Yeah. <laughs> weird art. <laughs> just imagine like the, like the um, what's it called? Like the... Kind of like circular. Yeah, the yeah. Cir- yeah when you're in school. Yeah, the yeah. circle. Oh, like yeah. the 3D. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's I've never tried to make my own logo. i done research on it beforehand and I was like, yeah, no yeah, chance. Yeah. I'm not creative in the slightest. Anyone who knows me knows me that I'm definitely more of a logical person. There's like these two kind of um, archetypes, isn't it? It's like you're creative or you're logic. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You're creative or logical, rather. I definitely feel like I'm, I lean more towards the logical side because I'm always like thinking ahead and um, yeah, and I'm I'm just awful when it comes to trying to think of something new. Mm. I don't know. I suppose I've become creative in the last seven years of doing this and being in the game. You've got to, I suppose, if you want to grow and come up with new ideas and I don't know, catchy names for brands within the business, like the Bar is Loaded, for example, yeah. or Battle of the Bar. Um, so it's something to do with the bar. That's good though, because it's relevant to them. Yeah. Um, just trying to think where I was. Pick up where we left off. So that was when you were doing your logo. Yeah. So this is from so from 2011 to 2012. Um, that was when I that was before when I was just in the park, and then 2012 to 2015 when I was in the other gym and I was self-employed, and there was many lessons learned during that time and. Um, the fact that I just had like access to equipment was was great, and I had a base. That was one of the most important things. So if you 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 are in a park now or something, um, you're gonna be able to grow your business quicker if you have a base because people prefer training in in somewhere rather than outside. There's don't get me wrong, there's there is a market for that, but it's I drive a, training doors. A smaller market. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I can't be asked training when it's raining. In yeah, the outdoors. There's no I mean, you can just you can definitely add more value as well to your sessions because you've got more uh, tools to use within your sessions. Mm. Um, but yeah, having that space was like a game changer for me at that time, um, and that's when I started like being able to market myself better. I used to be able to I don't know get pictures and videos. I actually done um, like a, an ebook thing as well. An so e-book? like yeah, I was inspired by the likes of Joe DeFranco and Zach Evanish. And um one of the thing one of the things at that time was like all these big names within the fitness industry and strength and stuff like that were putting out free content and giving away ebooks and stuff like that. I think I actually I think I actually sold like two or three copies of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I'd give it away for free now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's it's not a bad program if you look at it. It's basically it's basically um it's basically a copy of the Joe DeFranco, but like a badass template. It's twelve weeks, um, with a deload every sixth week. Mm. Um, oh, hang on, yeah. So the first six weeks, though, it, the idea is that it's supposed to be more appropriate for like the beginner. So you start literally with just body weight, and it's body weight for the first six weeks, mm. um, and then at the on the sixth week or the fifth week, you do a test to see how well your relative strength has progressed, basically, uh, and then week six or week seven after the deload week, you'll start with weights. Then, so once you've developed a, enough stability and like uh, proprioception, the ability to feel your body moving in certain ways without actually seeing it, uh, then you're moving on, moving on to the weight. So you you know your own abilities, that then, relatively speaking. Um, and then you, you're moving on to moving with weights. So, And then by the end, I can't remember exactly what was involved. I can probably find a copy of it somewhere and go through it, but um, I went through it tough. It was very hard. Um, and a couple of my clients at the time went through it as well uh, with good results. I just remember it. I just remember it being. The f- I remember saying like it was catered to beginners in terms of like you doing body weight first and then the weights after. But in hindsight, it was probably really difficult for beginners because like the reps increased quite quickly and the sets increased quite quickly. So by the test week, I think the test week was something ridiculous. I don't think it was just about being able to do them. Well, it was more about like the mental side of it all as well. At the time, I really enjoyed like pushing myself mentally, and mm-hmm. um, so being able to go beyond what I could physically do, um, and that was an integral part of that program. If I remember rightly, so I remember the test week. I had to do something like I'm going to say 200 bodyweight squats, um, 100 bodyweight push-ups. 50 burpees, uh, 50 pull-ups, and then 50 suicide runs. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do any of that. You know, under press-ups and 50 pull-ups. I can barely do 10. It wasn't in, it, you could break them down as needed. You didn't necessarily have to do them in one, one big goal. set. No. Yeah. Oh, it okay. just like you had to be able to complete it in the shortest time possible. Were you tired? Uh, if I remember rightly, yeah. it took me about two and a half hours, something like that. Two and a half hours to do it all yeah. in one go? Yeah, yeah, it was, it's actually quite. It's hard going. Yeah. It's hard going. I mean, I was like still skinny kid at the time. You know, I couldn't really squat. Well, I had um, multiple knee dislocations, and it was a confidence thing for me as well. So I was always doing like box squats and stuff like that. And if I did squat, it wasn't below parallel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have counted what I'd done then. I remember deadlifting at the time was like ninety, hundred kilos. I mean, when I first started training, I was only like. Seven and a half, eight stone. Yeah. Like really fucking skinny. What's that in you know? kilos? Sixties. Invisible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's very low. It's yeah. very low. And my diet was awful though. It consisted of, consisted of like coca noodles and tuna pasta. That's it. Oh, and like six, six bottles of Pepsi like every day. Yeah. <laughs> I was just one of these like kids who just sat on the Xbox, you know, yeah. from an early age and I just used to like eat the same food, quick food. Um, so you can get back on your games. Get back on the game. And yeah. like, I'd have like, 
I remember just there being like loads of empty Pepsi bottles in my room. Um, and I was used to think that it looked like a, like a bowling alley because, you know, like with the pins. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, my brother still does that. My brother, like, he takes a bottle. I don't know how he drinks it. He drinks a bottle of Pepsi, like a, like a big bottle. I, just, I, I don't, don't know, know how, how I used it. to do it, you know. It's scary. I don't know how I've still got teeth. Yeah, I don't know how he's got teeth either because the amount of sugar in it. Like, and he'll have maybe one. One every two days, one, one every three days. I used to drink like genuinely like probably one a day. B- big bottle? Yeah. Bloody hell. Dangerous times. But, you know, it's the mistakes you make and yeah. lessons you learn, isn't it? When you're growing up. I mean, I was much younger then. I'm, I'm going back like 13, 14. Yeah. You know, Just up until the age of like 15 going on 16 and then I stopped then and then I started going out drinking. Bored and then on uh, diabetes and then, oh. Big boy drinks now. <laughs> and then alcohol, yeah. Um, just trying to think what anything else significant happened during that period. I mean, during the first period, it was just, I just remember it being hard and there being so many no's constantly and I was just trying to trying to draw inspiration from as many people as possible. So, like, the big advocates of that at the time were the likes of Zach Evanish and I subscribed to his, like, email, email list and... Uh, used to get his daily emails that were inspiring me and um, just to keep going and stuff like that. There was no one like, I wasn't following anyone like Gary Vaynerchuk or anything back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was back then. I think he was around. I think he just started like his media stuff and like really getting himself out there. So I probably seen one or two of his videos, but just didn't think anything of it. Mm. But yeah, um, Eric Thomas was like a big one just trying to draw inspiration from as many people as possible. And I think trying to deal with like the doubt that was expressed from close people as well was difficult for me. So I did get like um, negative vibes from like close family. And, you know, I suppose it's to be expected. Like I'd gone from like full-time employment to being self-employed. So it was like a bit of a contrast from bringing in, you know, nearly a grand a month to nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially as I'm getting older, and the I was living at home at the time. There's a higher demand to contribute towards like bills and rent and stuff like that. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be able to like repay me mom and um, like me sister and me family for everything they'd done for me. But um, the doubt that they expressed was definitely a, like a, a driver mm-hmm. for me. So it really motivated me. Like, it is a it is a big it is a big driver for me because anyone who says that I can't do something I do, I've got this like kind of egotistical proven wrong. Yeah, just to like go out my way to say, well, actually, I I've did just it. done it. You know, so after seven yeah. years, I can finally say that I've done it, and here we are. So hopefully, I'm, I've made these people proud now. And, I guess that's what's kept me going as well because I've not finished. You know what I mean? I, I'll never feel fully satisfied. Although, like my family and my mom, my dad, and you know, close people to me will always say that they're really proud of me and stuff. Then, um, you know, I've not finished. I want to be able to like, I want to be able to like properly look after them the way they have looked after me over the last twenty-seven years, and mm. you know, be able to give back. And I think, although. I did have like doubters who were close to me, close family. Like at the same time, those people were also like my biggest fans. 
So like massive support from like my sister, uh, my mum, my stepdad, even like even like my little sisters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, they done they done a hell of a lot for me. Me my mum and my sister were definitely like the backbone that I needed as I was growing in like within uh, within the business and um, definitely just helped in terms of being realistic mm. you know and expectations but yeah it was a it was a lot of motivation for me to be able to do them proud and do well by them and by my own standards as well so it wasn't just for them it was for me um but yeah i guess looking back now seven years down the line i can say that I, hopefully um you know i'm making them proud now and i'll be able to keep going you know keep going and look after them the way they looked after me when I was just starting out. And I think that's very important for anyone who's self-employed, who's um, living at home. I mean, I've moved out now, but yeah, you you do need that support, I think. Mm. I don't think I don't think many people who go self-employed could do without like any, without the backing of like family members. And if they, if they don't have the backing of family members or friends, it's going to be very hard, I think. Yeah. Because they do a lot for you even though you don't like maybe you don't recognise it that much but yeah. they are actually always there for you can't wait from this haven't I was wondering why I wasn't being picked up as well it's fine that's what we edit the episodes for Thomas no you're right though Um it's so important and I am lucky to be mm. honest to, to have like a really supportive uh, network within my family and um, even now, like, even now, like, my mum's still, like, my biggest fan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whenever we post something on social media, she's the first to like it and share it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, like, she's not even, like, big or savvy on social media. Yeah, it's she'll just, just go, oh, it's there. Yeah, it's so yeah, nice. Yeah. It's so, so nice. I think that's very, very important. So, I think, um, if you're listening to this and you, you're able to resonate with what I'm saying, then, um, just go and give your mum a big hug or, you know, whoever's supporting you at the moment and just say thanks to them. Mm. Because, like, whether, you know, they you feel like they doubt you or whatever, like, secretly, they, you know, they they're want going you to for succeed. you. They want, yeah. Obviously, they want you to succeed no matter what. Yeah. So if, whenever they say something bad about what you're doing, whether it's, like, you need to get a normal job or, like, these are all the things I heard, you know. You know, you sh- you know it's, well, it's not, not working. You've got nothing to show for it, blah, 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 blah use that as motivation don't let it set you back mm. like there's times where I'd just sit there and I'd feel like completely deflated and just like like absolute shit because of something it hurts more when it's some someone who's close to you who says it mm. but like you've got to be able to flip that negative into a positive we speak about this in the benefits of strength training episode yeah. don't we I think it's so important to be able to do that and it really builds you as a person as well as builds character mm. and then um, if you can deal with the critique of close people family members you're gonna be able to deal with absolutely anything that anyone throws at you being self-employed and there's a lot of hard challenges like you're gonna be in a lot of debt mm. over the years because i know i have and still am and i kind of like it <laughs> you know it gets me going gets me going keeps the fire ignited inside of me and I think um, if I didn't have challenges, or if you know there was 
there was no difficulty in what I was doing, I don't think I'd be motivated to actually continue to do it. Yeah, you just screw it up, like straight up, oh, I can't be I'd, I'd become complacent, yeah. I'd rest on my laurels, so to speak. And so, you wouldn't have this gym if you were like that? Wouldn't happen, it definitely, it definitely does something to you as a person, and I think um, everything that has happened to me over the last seven years has been life-changing. To be honest, so I'm so glad that everything's like happened the way it's happened. Don't get me wrong; like I've made so many mistakes, made so so many mistakes professionally, personally, and um, but ultimately, you know, it will make you a better person. And you've yeah. just gotta, you've just gotta trust in that, basically. Trust in it, and you get seven years out of it. You oh, get seven it. years out of it. So far. So far, let's keep going. Let's see what's let, let's see what's happening. I think um, moving on to the next phase. Ugh, got a bit of hat hair, a bit of an itchy forehead. It's freezing today. It's freezing, it's isn't cold. it? It's um, actually it's, it's not freezing. But it's cold. It's, it's cold, cold enough to wear your hat. It's cold enough for hats. Yeah. And we're in the office. Someone in the upstairs. Cold gym, aren't we? Yeah. It was basically the freezer, but we have just had our heaters fixed, so... Start, uh, it's too bad, we can't go downstairs January, just get the heater on and do the podcast down there. Maybe, maybe, we'll try and figure something out. Yeah, yeah. the December episode, but then we're, we haven't got a desk down there though, have we? We've got the um, we've got the little table, now that Christmas tree's on there. Uh, got all the deckies up now, haven't we? We're doing, um, we're doing a Christmas special next week, aren't we? Um, so, well, that reminds me. Are we going to be doing a Giveaway. Thursday? Are we going to oh. be doing a Thursday podcast? We could we do, could do Thursday yeah, and, and then a Saturday. January. We could do a and Thursday and Saturday. Um, are you off work on Saturday? This Saturday, I am... We've got the lift off 12 till 2. This Saturday? Sorry. Next. Oh, yeah, 22nd. I'll take it off. I'll get it off, yeah. We've got our... Um... And then the podcast's going to be from 2 onwards, or just whenever the lift off finishes. Yeah, that sounds... Because... I mean, on Friday, we've got our Christmas party in on Friday. Oh, sweet. So I could be a little, I might be could hungover. Could be a heavy one. That's going to be great, because yeah. you're going to be straight back on the aisle as well. Yeah. But anyway, we, we've been building this up, haven't we? Yeah. It, it's be, it, it become a, shall we do a live episode? Shall we do a giveaway on the live episode to, let's do a Christmas special and get pissed? On the live episode? <laughs> That's literally, and we're still, are we still going to sell this? Are we still going to think of this? We're going to give it away, we're not going to sell it. Yeah, we'll give it away. I don't even know what size it is. Large? It's my one. Yeah, it's a large. It's a large one. Yeah. But I mean, if you're a girl and you're small, or if you're a man and you're small, like you could use it as like pajamas pajama top. or <laughs> yeah. you know, a big that's baggy nice. shirt to wear in the gym. So that's it anyway. It's a nice colour. Yeah, it's a yeah. yeah. I, 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 I wear one. mine. I wear mine actually for Is it a nice nice that. fit? Yeah, it's snug. Yeah. yeah. It fits alright. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Fits good. Oh. So I'm gonna I'll I'll wear mine on the live episode then. Sweet. Um, and then we'll give away that one. Yeah, so we are gonna do, we're gonna go live. I'm I'm petrified. It's petrified. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be really careful about how much I drink because how much I say <laughs> based on how much I drink could become controversial. I think we'd be all right. We've been okay so far. We've not had to edit anything out of what we've said so far. No, I um, think we've been re- we think we've been good. We've be been fair. good. Yeah, like we're explicit, but. We're good. Yeah, like that's just swearing, isn't it? And yeah. like, yeah, maybe there's been one or two little, maybe politically incorrect things, but yeah. 
Snowflakes, innit? Yeah, it's Snowflakes. <laughs> oh, wait till Richie gets on the show. I can't wait till Richie's on the show. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. He's going to come on, isn't he? He's coming for the lift Is off. he coming? Yeah. yeah. I hope yeah. he stays for the... Um... Oh, he definitely will, yeah. But, yeah, we're just going to have to be, maybe tone it down or... I don't know. Yeah, I suppose if someone does say something controversial, we just have to, like, end I'll... the live video and then delete... No, video. I'll just get. I'll just put. Um, we'll just put a warning thing on the beginning of the video. Warning: This might contain like explicit content or something. Politically incorrect <laughs> yeah. content. No, I don't think we do that. I'll take. I'll, I'll get my phone. It's and terrible put, idea. Put an alarm on my phone so every time we We're say a something family friendly show. <laughs> every time that we say something controversial, I'll just press my phone <laughs> and up there alarm. Yeah. I can't believe these big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're going to do um, a live episode on the 22nd of December and we're going to do the podcast from, well, the liftoff is 12 till 2, so I imagine the podcast is probably, should we just say 3? Yeah, yeah two it's going to be after the liftoff. Three, yeah. We'll we'll put something else on social media, like Christmas the, Day, put the live episode up. Oh no, you can't do that, can you? We can do a premiere, but no one will watch it, will they? Yeah, no one's going to be on. No, yeah, no, no one's, one's going to be on social media. Asked. Everyone's watching Home Alone. Yeah, and Die Hard. I know that's definitely what I'm going to be doing. Elf's this Sunday. Can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. Elf's Happy my days. favorite Christmas nice, song. Can't nice, wait. Nice. Um, but yeah, I think we should. Um, what are we going? How are we going to sell? Um, how are we going to give it away? Then are we going to do like tag friends in your on the comments in on Instagram? Yeah, or? we'll we'll think of something. Yeah, we'll think of something. Yeah, what we'll do is we'll put a post up beforehand. Um, and then that'll have the details, or put, we'll we'll talk about it, or we'll comment it, or something. Yeah. Basically, the live feed will be on, but we'll be able to watch the live feed mm. and then comment and stuff. So, like, if anyone's got any questions, or you know, they want to have a bit of banter with us or whatever, then we'll be able to read the comments and yeah. we'll be able Cute. to give you some shit back. Yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah, we should do that. So yeah. to you, Jimmy. Hopefully, Jimmy's here. He probably will be. Actually, here. I hope Jimmy isn't in a way. He'll <laughs> definitely say something untoward, won't he? Very controversial. Yeah, extremely controversial on the podcast. Mm. Yeah, something sexual, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, who he reminds me of. He reminds me of Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, the old the... wrestler, badass Billy Gunn. Oh, yeah. Or like, um, I don't know, like Shawn Michaels or something. Shawn Michaels, Sam, if he had sexy hair though. Boy. Sexy boy. <laughs> Him. Yeah. He'll do like that. He, you know what? If yeah. we told him to do that and go through and make an entrance into the gym, he'd probably oh, he absolutely do that. would. He'd come yeah. in his um, in his undies. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent would. He'd love that. You imagine the attention. Massive tangent there. Another massive tangent. Yeah. So we'll back, go back to the. Um, so you got the keys to this place. We'll go from go from there because that's we were, where we were up to, weren't we? Yeah. Um, I think it was when was it? It was January two thousand and fifteen. Like ice coffee now. I told you to go cold quick, didn't I? Yeah. Mm. I've left mine. Mine's got what? A couple of millies. A couple of mills. Mills. Can't talk today. A couple of mills left in it, but um, I'm feeling more alive today than the last couple of days. Extra hour in bed yesterday was nice. First lion in seven years. That's a lie. Pun intended. Or not. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Sorry, mum. That was that was that was awful. I don't know. My, dad don't know whether my mum actually listens to these. I mean, she hasn't. She hasn't given me a smack on the back of the head yet for all the swearing. So I don't think she's listened to any of them because I don't know about anyone listening or you. Like when you swear around your mum, I, I definitely do not swear around. No, 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 no. Don't like, swear around. I'm so respectful around my mum. I'm, I'm a proper good good. Sometimes, though, to be fair, I. I d- <laughs> 
I do swear a little bit. Does it ever slip out? Yeah, but you, it's not like you get a smack but, for it. but I ne- no, not really. But I never. But it's because I don't aim it at her. Yeah. It's just because of yeah. Know, I just I, I just, just get, get like, the tongue. I get the, I get the death glare, um, and if I do it again, they, she'll hit me. The the side look one. Yeah, like yeah. I'll I'll be like oh fucking hell, and like I'll look at my mum, and she's like this. Look at me, she's like this. <laughs> the death stare. Yeah. This is the death stare. Going going right through you. <laughs> or she'll go. The little nod always. She's going to fucking batter me when she listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Please don't hurt me. Um, my mum's genuinely the only person I'm scared of. I'm not scared of anything, but I'm scared of my mum. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Like, of I wouldn't that. say scared, intimidated. I'm, in- I'm not intimidated by fucking anyone, but I am intimidated by my mum. Like, I'm throwing grocks around on the, on the mat every week and jits, like, people who are, like, four times bigger than me. Not intimidating. Like I live in town and I'm walking past like gangs of lads every day, but not it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> when I go around to my mum's every week, there's that like always on the guard. Do that, I like say what? what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't hit me. Yeah, yeah. Two sugars. <laughs> yeah, like she'll walk past me and I'll, I'll she'll walk past me and I'll flinch. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm only messing, mum. I love you really. Oh, that was nice. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a sweetheart, aren't I? I'm just trying to keep her sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going round to hers tomorrow to... I'm dinner, going round tomorrow. Yeah, I'm actually going round tomorrow. It's jits, isn't it? Um, another tangent, but let's get back on track. The pursuit of opening my own gym started really, I'd say, in like December 2014 going into January 2015. Like I always, it was always a dream for me to be able to open my own gym. Like I always had it in my mind that that was something I wanted to achieve. That was the ultimate aim. I didn't think it was going to happen until like probably like another five or 10 years in the industry, maybe even longer. Like I always thought that was like the end game, you know, Mm. like ultimately after all this like slogging and working in other gyms, like I'd be able to actually open my own facility and then I've made it then. I feel like I've only just started. Here we go. Um, I remember just getting like a, uh, old notebook and I just put it in uh, put gym in the middle and then just put a bubble around it and then just started doing lines off it I still do this now on our um, thingy board yeah what do you call them vision uh, board. boards vision boards vision board. strategy board yeah um, I call it like a brainograph I think a spanograph something like that I don't know what it is but anyway it's Mind like map. yeah and like you do a line you write an idea and you do another line you write an idea that's relevant to that, and then you just keep going. And then before I knew it, I had like pages full, um, and that's when like the execution started. And I was like actively looking for places. So I'd established who we wanted to coach, who we could market to, who we could advertise to, where we could advertise, how we could use social media, um, where we wanted to move as well, where's like potential units that we could look at. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. I've got the book somewhere. I have to show you because I've, st- I've still got like the scrap of paper, you know, with the first mm-hmm. ever plan. And um, I remember like taking each idea from that graph and having a page specifically full of ideas, like descriptions and stuff like that. So like sometimes I look back at that, you know, for inspiration and just to see how many ideas have changed as well. But that's when it all started, and I knew I just needed to have like my own place, my own lifters, 
my own philosophy, my own values, mm. and uh, like my own standards and stuff. And I couldn't do that working somewhere else or working for someone else. So I knew it like I had to do it ultimately, and I had to take a risk. It was going to be a massive risk for me as well because I had a bit of a safety blanket in that there was no fixed rent. Uh, where I was working, I could, like have as many had many clients or as little clients. It was just like doesn't matter. You're working here anyway, um, and obviously I didn't have any massive overheads at home. Like I'd help out as and when I could. Yeah. Whenever I had money, I'd give me mum a little bit. Um, but that I didn't really start to do that until I started to do well towards the end. But um, yeah, so from I've lost me trail of thought now. Yeah, okay, so the book, um, yeah, started like making inquiries into different units, looking on the internet to see what was available. At the time, I was thinking I need like something really small to start with. Yeah. Like my heroes at the time, like Joe DeFranco, uh, he started with like a 500 square foot facility. So I was looking for anything from 500 square feet. We looked in like Technology Park. I remember a day when me and Danny Staples walked from. Um, the very bottom of Smith down, looking for any units that might have been available. Uh, that just weren't advertised online. And like we spent a full day, I think it was a full Sunday, um, discussing our strategy mm. for what was what we were going to do with the gym. Um, I remember that meeting was in Costa on Brownlow Hill. Sometimes we still go there just to like reminisce because that's where we first put the plan together. Like... It, these are always kind of like Danny's ideas, but I just done them. I've yeah, always yeah. been more of a person of action. And like, oh, that sounds good. Let's go. He was the thinker, you were the doer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But like, it's all worked out now anyway, because he's working here. So, you know, and, you know, we're still very close and stuff. And he is still very much like, he's, he's the second, idea, man. Yeah. Isn't he second in command anyway? Yeah. Or third? Second. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say Danny Lee is only because he's here more. Yeah. You know, and he does a lot more for the business. Um, but from January, Danny Staples is going to be here more. So yeah, oh, competitive. Could get competitive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean they, they both like Danny Lee and Danny Staples both bring like something different to the yeah. table. Yeah, that was just shit staring there. So. Danny Lee, Danny Lee is very much a, um, an in between. He's kind of like the in between of me and Danny Staples. So like yeah. he is That's action, good, but he does think. Because he's the middleman then, isn't he's he? The middleman. Yeah. Um, and he is. He's definitely more like the how's this going to affect us now yeah. kind of person. So like the managerial role, which is important day to day. And then Danny Staples is more like ten years, yeah, five years, or like you know looking ahead. Mm. Um, and I'm more right. What are we going to do right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a good idea. Let's go. And I don't really look at all possible. Angles avenues, yeah, and yeah, avenues yeah. before yeah. doing something. But which, Danny Danny does. Danny like takes a step back. As, as it's pros and cons. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, so having those two sitting in our meetings and stuff is brilliant because yeah. we can like we can really get make a decision, you know, or really like get a grips on something. But um anyway, it's just me and Danny Staples to start with. Yeah. And that's where we first like put the strategy together. I remember giving him the book and I remember him saying, like, you know, this is great. If, you know, if we can do this then you know, you've got your own facility and that's the dream achieved. I remember we spent a full day looking for premises, going starting from Smith down and looking down like every single road. Like just for like little snag units or like garages or whatever. Yeah. Um that's another thing at like at the time I was I was still living in Elwood at home. 
maybe a mum on that. And I, I was thinking about asking for permission to convert the garage into a gym and just start coaching people from the local area. Yeah. I mean, that's all we needed. We needed literally one power rack, which would have fit, um, or like one like squat rack or whatever, like one bar and a couple of dumbbells and like the rest of it's just body weight and yeah. just variations of a couple of plates. We could have started there, but um, I knew that we needed actually a base. It wouldn't have been sustainable long term, especially yeah. for like the plans and stuff that my mum had for the garage. And um, that'd be my like dream that you know have me having a garage, garage gym, just yeah. the power acts and dumbbells, and then like I'd just get out of bed and just walk five minutes or two minutes. Yeah, and start. <laughs> and just start. Yeah. Uh, I, have to, I have more of a morning ritual. I'm more of a. More of a like, get off, water, coffee, eat, fucking hell. Uh-oh. Don't knock me strategy board off. Uh-oh. It's going to go. There you go. Make sure it doesn't fall the other way now. It's fine. Was it a cold wind then, or did you actually knock no, it? No, I, I, I went like that. Yeah. I, I that would have been hilarious. If that was <laughs> hell on you then. Oh, my God. Like, cause the, I'm, cause I'm very wary now that it's going to fucking fall, you know? No, nah, you're all right. The way it's angled there towards you. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. For now. That'll be a fucking good blue wouldn't it's it? Ten minutes flight. That'll be fucking hilarious. Um, where were we? About your morning ritual. See, yeah, I don't forget that. Forget that. See, I don't. I don't see why. Like, it'd be just better. Just, I think, just to roll out of bed, have a coffee, have your breakfast, and then go and just walk in a minute into your gym instead of cycling here or getting. Oh a bus. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more convenient to say the oh, least. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So strategizing with Danny Staples and like the Costa over many, many coffees. And uh, then we, yeah, we were going up Smithdown. We went up Allerton. Uh, we even come round into Wavertree a little as well, into the tech park, asking around there. Um, and there was just like, there was just nothing. There was a couple of like dead end leads, you know, but so like we, the ball was rolling. We'd made a couple of inquiries. We had a viewing for uh, a unit in the tech park or two units in the tech park but then there was problems with the use class and planning permission and if you don't know anything about planning permission like you've got to pay like a ridiculous fee it's like I don't know five six hundred quid or something I don't know maybe even more after you've submitted like this this legal documents with all your materials blah 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 what you're going to use and then there's a chance that when it comes back they'll just they'll just turn around and go no yeah. from the offset and then you've got to pay for them to come out and visit the site. There's a chance that they'll just say no as soon as they turn up. Um, or like they'll go back and then think about it and then turn around and say no anyway after you've paid all this money to change the use class because it is office use mm. or like um, retail use. So it was like A or B class, if you know anything about use class. And we needed like D2 or something, like leisure um, or industrial. So that was off like that was off the cards. Yeah. And um I was still really hungry for it, so like the ball was still rolling, and I just remember getting on the bus one day, and I normally sit at the front of the bus because I'm antisocial and I don't like smelly smackheads sitting next to me on the 79. Because yeah. <laughs> you know the 79 is like just horrible bus. Um, and I remember someone sitting there, and I was like, "You fucking bastards!" So I went upstairs and sat at the front, and because of that, we're coming down Wavy Tree, and I seen an advertisement for units available yeah and seen the phone number got on the phone immediately within a couple of days um i went down come down to view the units which is this one we're in now so this, this is 2015 where when did we open we opened the end of may 2015 so this is march um 
And this is what we started our search in January slash February. So it all happened in such a short time. Yeah. Um, I remember coming and thinking, this is very suitable. Like, it was perfect size. I mean, it's way too small now for how large we've grown and how large we've become. But like at the time, it was fine. Danny Staples always says, like, you know, we've become um, too big to be small and too small to be big. And I yeah. think that's very true. But at the time, it was perfect. Like, you could have got maybe, what, three squat racks, like power cages in, mm. going down one side. And we had a platform built. And, yeah, like, I could just I could just see it in my mind's eye, you know? So, like, uh, on in the book, I just, like, done a sketch of what the room looked like and uh, done, like, a, a hypothetical layout of what it would look like and where we put equipment and stuff like that. And, like, I could feel, like, the fire inside, you know, it was burning away. And um, I made contact with the landlord and sat down with them, I think, a, a day or two later and then, then um, signed the lease and got given the keys. And that was a that was definitely like a defining moment in life. I remember, um, I remember it just like the whole day was just so surreal, you know. I remember having, I think I had like a client or two in in the morning, and then I remember going there and like I got changed, put jeans and stuff on, dressed smart, um, didn't know what the fuck I was signing up for, <laughs> you know, young, naive, didn't really like, didn't really look at like the fine print of the contract or whatever. Which is bitters on the ass a little bit now, but that's a story for another time. Um, it's just like it's the mistakes you make, isn't it? When you're younger, I was excited, and anyway, we we signed a lease for what a year, something like that, and you know the small unit, and we were, I was going to make it my own start, and um, I just remember walking back and like I don't know, like nothing else mattered around me. Do you know what I mean? I just remember being like. I felt like I was just on like cloud nine. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I honestly felt like I was having an out of body experience. It's such a weird thing to say, but like if you think about having an ultimate goal in life and then achieving that goal, like pfft, I was speechless. Mm. I can't even describe it. There's no words to describe how I felt. And then a month later, you decided to readjust your goals, and now you. Obviously, what's it going to be like though when you? Go to your new units. I don't know because um, I obviously a year and what was it a year? No, it was what like nine months after we had this unit, we'd grown that quickly that we needed to expand, and yeah. it just so happened that there was another unit available from the same landlord, yeah. which is the downstairs, the main gym now. Um, and yeah, we snapped that up straight away, and we got the keys to that in March two thousand and fifteen. So. Um, like we we doubled the size of the business within the space of eighteen months. So it's really good. Yeah, it's um it was just ridiculous. I can't like I was a multiple facility owner operator like mm. within the within like a year, a year and a half. Like it was just surreal. Like I, I almost I guess a lot of the mistakes I made at that time was just like just having the blinkers on and just like not seeing what was going on around me and. Like, because I was living the dream, so to speak. I wasn't, like, being realistic at that time. So I wouldn't change anything because it is what it is and we're at this point now. Um, but if, if and when we move now, I think, yeah, I think it'll be more of, like, it'll be more like a ventilation. Mm. I feel a feeling of elation, if that makes sense, because, um, like, we need to get out of where we are now. 
and it's the next stepping stone for the business to grow yeah. and it'll be it'll be important for us to like where am I going with this I think it's just a yeah I think it's just important for us to to progress yeah. it's just important for us to progress I don't think there'll be another like living on cloud nine moment it's just all work 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 now it's just like tunnel vision yeah it's just tunnel vision but I remember um, I remember walking with the keys and uh, yeah I was just like just kept looking at the keys keys that are in my pocket now and I was just looking at them and I was just like what <laughs> you know and I went and sat in close to where like I'd signed the contract and stuff from the from the office uh, so it was what the back of St. George's Hall St. George's Gardens uh, yeah, yeah yeah and I sat on one of the benches there and just cried did you <laughs> Just like had a full on breakdown. Yeah. Which yeah, is like I made it. Yeah. Have you ever seen um you ever seen the pursuit of happiness? I can feel myself getting emotional now. To be no, honest, just I haven't seen it. the No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen the pursuit of happiness. I need to watch it because apparently. Okay, it's I won't really say nothing, film. but like uh, anyway, like I kinda felt like the way Will Smith feels or the character he portrays feels at the end of it. Like it's just mm. such like as I say, I can feel myself getting get emotional now about it, just yeah. talking about it. So it's just like such a surreal feeling, you know what I mean? To be such a young age and just to be able to tick that off and be like, yeah. I've achieved my dream. Like I've always wanted my own facility and I've done it. And then it was just, then it was back to reality and about making it work. Yeah. So we had from from March, I think we had what, like a three week period to get the equipment in, sort the units out because it was a bit run down. It needed like fresh paint. We needed the platform building. Um, I wonder we didn't have the platform then. But it's just more about like getting the equipment in, making sure like everything was, you know, spick and spark and we had the office installed and stuff yeah. like that. Um How long did that take? Like a week? Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Literally like until the day before I was working on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like we were doing I was getting in I was getting in here at like and this is still in between clients in the old gym, by the way. Mm. So whenever I had time I was here and I was painting and I was tidying up and I was I remember the, the, like the, the being paint on the floor and me and Dale just couldn't get it up. We just could not get it off. Like yeah. we tried literally everything until like the day before and we just we were just like, right, fuck it. We're just leaving it. Yeah. And then we put the mats over the bit where the paint was um, spilt most. So if you are ever painting somewhere, put those sheets down. <laughs> it's it's a, a lesson that we learned very quickly. But yeah, it was uh, me, my instructor Mark from JIT. Um, who you know and Dale who you know and mm. we, we painted the gym we what done two coats on it and that was uh, I remember I just remember like tidying and like painting and yeah just painting like yeah. a lot a lot of painting and then me and Dale putting the equipment together and stuff was, was cool I remember Mark came down at one point to help like tighten all the bolts and stuff um, but that was a long long day like some, I think we were getting in here at like seven, eight, and then we were going home at like nine, ten. Sometimes later, and like we were going to like one of the chicken gaffs on Picton Road. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a thingy, isn't it? It's gonna be a it, ball like when you move and you're gonna have to. It is, all but the at the same and... time, we know exactly the process now. Yeah. So we've made our mistakes. We know what to prioritize. We know to put the sheets down. <laughs> 
Um, so like painting the downstairs gym was much quicker than painting upstairs yeah. because we, we knew the process and we done two different colors downstairs we went for the white and red which is what we've got here now yeah and um yeah so within uh, within three weeks where we had our opening day on like the last day of the month or like the first of june i can't remember i think it was like the last day in may or the first of june first of june because it was my nephew's birthday party as well um yeah so we had the grand opening a lot more people turned up than what I thought. We had loads of sign-ups. Yeah. Um, and that was mainly for groups and privates. So I had two groups which were which came with me. I didn't really lose any clients. Everyone just came. Yeah. Because like I've always valued loyalty. So um, I've always made sure that I've got a good relationship with the clients. And um, I think that was like extremely important for for them to be able to follow follow over so it had two groups I had like a, a lads strength group and then a ladies only like fat loss group um, and they grew massively within the space of like three or four weeks so uh, we, we opened in June um, and we managed to break even so ev- like every penny that we spent we earned back mm. by the end of that month through clients through new signups yeah we had two ladies groups which are full so it's like ten ladies in each group. It was nuts. You went doing powerlifting at crazy. this point, though, were you? No. Um, yes, yes. I started coaching powerlifting in 2013 with oh, okay. Becca Jones. Um, she was my first powerlifting client. I was still learning it all myself at that point. So everything that I done with Becca, and this is Becca's uh, 375 total divisional record here. Their first comp was what third of March, third of May, two thousand and fifteen. So yeah. this is all around the same time. I was competing. This is all around the same time that um, we're getting the keys to the gym and I'm finding yeah. new premises and stuff. I'd just done my second competition in powerlifting. First one was two thousand and fourteen. Um, but yeah, I f- f- first started coaching it in two thousand and thirteen um, with with Becca with myself. Competed in 2014 for the first time. That's when I started doing it. I would say properly, a little more specifically. Still didn't know what I was doing, really. Mm. Um, and then it become more specific in the lead up to the 2015 Langston Cheshire competition, um, which I had a meniscus to at in my knee. Bombed with, not bombed out, but I bombed with 160 twice. Uh, on the last one, I went down that quick. Uh, blew me out. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, oh. Nasty business. But carried on anyway. Got a PB in the deadlift. Got a PB in the bench. Um, yeah, and uh, from there, got more specific with the powerlifting. But yeah, um, gym opening. Yeah, so the groups went really well. Lads group is definitely harder to build. And then that evolved into the first ever powerlifting group then. So that started as like just a normal strength training group for mm. the lads just to come and get stronger. It's basically Russian conjugate. Yeah. And then it evolved into powerlifting. So the first people in there were uh, Sean Broly, um, who was one of our like, probably longest serving powerlifting members. Um, but we don't really see him anymore. Come back soon, Sean. Um, and we had uh, Mark... If he listens to this, he's going to kill me for forgetting his surname. Um, I had a Mark and like a couple of other people as well who were part of that group. I remember Peter Scanlon was part of that group as well in the later stages. 
Yeah, and um, it was specifically a powerlifting group, and that's when we were like, what can we do to draw more powerlifters in? Yeah. Because we want to niche into powerlifting now. So we would tailor strength training at this time, and we wanted to niche into powerlifting. So we were like, right, what did like, the UFC do? Did you like, unlike UFC gyms and stuff, um, sorry, cage fighting gyms, MMA, where am I going with this? MMA gyms. Yeah. Um, like they, they all do like, in the lead up to competitions, they'll do fight team or fight team training. Yeah. So that's where like the training will become more intense. They'll do like sparring and they'll do specific stuff, which is, um, they'll do stuff which is specific to what they're going to be doing on the day. And I was like, why can't we just replicate that process? But if for powerlifting. So we'll have lift team training uh, once a week. People will come down, they'll pay a five, a tenner, whatever. Um, and this idea sort of came from the Joe DeFranco Strongman Saturdays and then um, come back in to the... Uh, sorry, uh, that... I drew inspiration. I don't know where I was going there. I drew inspiration from that uh, and the MMA gym's idea of like the lift, uh, the fight team and called it like lift team training. Yeah. And that's when we started to get more powerlifters through the door. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the toilet because I'm bursting the toilet. But like, we'll just keep gonna, it running. Why are you just going to leave me here? Yeah, 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 we'll just keep it running. Yeah, why not? Tell you what we'll do. We will pause. No, I don't think so. There we go. We're back. There you go. Quick toilet break there. That's the first time we've done that. So yeah. We have been on the air for a while, haven't we? What? Um, this is the longest episode ever. We're now an hour and five minutes, but I've just been rambling on, haven't I? And we're going all over the place with the timeline. So, like, we've gone from the start to back to the end, and then we just keep, like, jumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because <laughs> I keep thinking about things. I've been thinking about stuff then when I went to the toilet. So, I remember um, when I was... Uh, when I was working in the other gym and I was self-employed, I used to take, um, where are we? I used to take Fridays as like my biz day. And that's when I really started to like develop different aspects of the business. So I remember having like a schedule from nine in the morning until uh, five mm. in the evening. Um, so your typical nine, five and each hour I would focus on something different. So I remember like the first hours, like emails and um, checking social media messages and stuff like that to make sure that I got back to everyone and blah, 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 blah. Um, like the second hour was something like property search. Third hour was something like um, marketing on Facebook. Third hour was like marketing on Instagram or Twitter or something. And then there'd be like a break where I'd go and get some lunch, come back, and then it'd be like working on the website. Um, and then... Yeah, market research, different aspects of like the administrational side. Administrational. Yeah. Administra- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna throw it out there. If it's wrong, leave a comment, let us know. Um side of things. And that really helped as well get me into kind of the mindset that I have got now and kind of like which has become more of a dominant mindset for me now, like running the different aspects of the business in the gym. And that's because I think at the time I'd done a business course as well, like a business startup thing uh, with a company called Blue Orchid. And they helped me get started as well. And like I got some funding from them to help me get started too, um, which is really, really helpful at the time because I didn't have any like real capital. Mm. Um, But I just had like an idea and that's really what just was driving me. Um, back to the gym. 
so we opened, yeah, we had, it was made like, at, at, f- so for, from 2015 to um, probably 2000, and I'm going to say probably the end of 2016, um, or maybe halfway through 2016, I was coaching like 10 to 12 hours a day and every day I could really. So for the first year, I was coming in seven days a week. Um, and I would be here nearly all day. So I'd get here at like seven, eight, and I would leave at like eight, nine, or ten. Yeah. What you do now, basically? Sort of. I definitely do less hours now. I mean, less definitely less hours coaching. Yeah, absolutely less hours coaching. Um, I'm just more effective with the hours that I've got now. So I used to find myself putting a lot of days in and a lot of hours in, but I guess it can it was kinda like building the foundations for what we've got now. And like the systems that we've got now. And I, I guess I feel like I'm still building those, but like that was I was laying the groundwork for what we've got now. So I was utilizing my time. I feel like I could have u- utilized it better in hindsight, but it is what it is. Yeah. It's got us to where we are now. Um, but it's helped develop my mindset as like the director of the business, working on the strategy of the business more and the day-to-day, the operations, rather than just being a coach. Um, it was actually a book that I read called The E-Myth, which helped me develop that mindset. So it was about being able to work more on the business instead of in the business. Mm. And um, it took me a year and a half, two years to transition from being a full-time coach to being a part-time coach and full-time working on the business or more time working on the business at least. Ultimately, I still love coaching. Like that's what's close to my heart. Um, But I really, really love this new job that I've got. Yeah. Um, Which is working on the business more. I get really excited about coming in and getting on the laptop and like reading and learning about marketing and stuff like that. And, And, you know, putting together content and stuff like that. Like, it's all new and it's, yeah, it's just, um, I know how important it is for the development of the business ultimately. So it was difficult. It was very, very difficult. And I think anyone who's listened to this now who's like, oh, you know, I couldn't walk away from, you know, that much money per month or whatever. Like you, you're going to sustain a loss. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow. I was, I was making like a hell of a lot of money. If you could imagine, I'm charging like 30 quid an hour at this this point yeah. and I've got, um, I'm doing like 10 to 12 hour days and I'd say at least eight to 10 of those hours are actually coaching people. And let's say on average, they're paying 30 pound an hour. Like do the math. Like it's a, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of so, money just to and that's five. Out. That's probably like five, six days a week solid. Yeah, especially when you were grinding from the start and then, yeah. You had no money and then it's just flipped and then now you've got loads of money. Yeah. It, it Don't get me wrong, we had really bills hard. to pay. Like we had um, we had like uh we had like the the equipment to pay off because um, yeah. we, we got that leased. That didn't have like much capital to start with, so um we had to like look at other things for business investment. Loans like, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't do a business loan, but um yeah, we got we got like the first batch of equipment leased. Um, what's least sorry so so they still own it yeah yeah, you rent it and then like you'll you'll pay it off each month and then by the end of the two years whatever you'll own it yeah 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 Um, which we do now but um, oh almost done it again ooh careful Uh, 
I need to move this way. <laughs> so every readjust. Time not a, every time not a stretch. I don't fucking knock it. Do you want do you want to sort yourself out? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. There you go. It's always always one, isn't it? Yeah, it's always, it's always me. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're good. Yeah, so obviously we had uh, we had debts to pay and like then we had overheads because we had the rent and then I was giving I was paying more at home at this point as well. So my mum was starting to ask for more and I wanted to give more too. Um Yeah, so like uh I didn't really see much of it, mm. but there was definitely more of it. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. like at that point. Um which is important for like cash flow and stuff like that. And I didn't even like really look at finances at this point. So that was another big mistake. So if you listen to this now and you're just getting started, like nail down the finances from day one. Yeah. Biggest regret. For like me your is not doing that. Uh, all of it. Oh yeah. All of it. Income, outgoings, where your ex- like who, who your expenses are going to, when people are supposed to pay, blah 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 blah. You've got to keep on top of it. Yeah. Like we've only really just got a grip of it in the last year, and that's awful, really. If you think about, it, we've been in business for seven years. Yeah. Like yeah. for us to be able to survive for seven years and not even look at finances properly, you know what I mean? Like I always knew, kind of, but. Not the way not, we've got a grip yeah, on yeah, it now. Yeah. Like you've nailed it. Like, it's like ev- we, to the penny. we do daily check-ins. Yeah, we yeah. do daily check-ins, weekly reports, monthly reports, quarterly reports. Yeah, and we're constantly reviewing it and looking at ways we can make it better. Yeah, lean management. Um. So yeah, if you listen to this now and you start your own start starting your own business, whether you you know it's in the fitness industry or not, if you're self-employed, like nail down the finances. Get accountancy software like QuickBooks or something that you can like try and automate it with as well and then you can generate reports otherwise get a get a pad a piece of uh, or a piece of paper get a pen and just do it manually quickbooks is not free though is it no it's not but it's cost effective how much is it 20 quid a month uh, about that yeah, yeah. we pay like 18 or something yeah yeah we've got like the corporate one so it's like 18 i think you can get like the self-employed one because we're a corporation yeah we've only been incorporated by the way since 2016 before that i was just a sole trader yeah um, so but, for me, it wouldn't really work with it because uh, I don't make too. I don't make that much money off it, really. I'll just, you know what? You still need to. You need to make a record of it yeah. because uh, you need to know how well you've done, like wh- where you've come from, where you are, and where you're going. Yeah. If you've if you've not got a grip on that, you're never going to be able to grow. To I work. think my expenses would be more than my income. You, you don't know that until you write it down, though, do you? No, but just off the top of my head. Off the top of your head. But, I would say that. Like, but like you might but, be surprised. You might do you might do your books after this podcast. You might be inspired to do it. Mm. And um you might you might have more income. Uh, yeah. You never know. I'd like oh. sometimes I feel like we've had a bad month, but then I look at the data and I'm like, okay, we've actually had a good month there. Yeah, yeah. Or like I'll feel like we've had a good one. And I'm like, smack broke the chair. <laughs> Again. Um, we've yeah we fucking smashed it this month and I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like that How doesn't add up yeah. yeah so yeah it's just the way it goes but it's important to like as I say see where you've come from see where you are and see where you're going yeah and then like you can budget then and stuff like that especially if you're going to Canada in a few months I know yeah but um, it's gonna be fun we're still you know it's still it's still a big learning curve for me it's still a big learning curve for the business we're still trying to implement like a proper system for it and stuff like that but that's what it's all about yeah like the first 10 years of business is about unless like you're a big corp or you've got a lot of investment behind you it is about like like building your own operations manual almost and managing that's going to be a big thing yeah. for us next year is 
like actually having a, a system for every aspect of the business. This is something I started working on in 2016 as I started to transition from a coach into like the director of the business. Um, but now that I'm, I've gone from coaching what, um, 10 to 12 hours a day to 10 hours a week. Yeah. And we're in a moment, you know. We've only got to this point in the last year, though. Like it's yeah. it's been a it's been a two year transition. Like the transition was horrendous because so many people dropped off, or like I I passed people over and was like, I'm only coaching powerlifters now. So like it puts me in high demand. Yeah, and um, which is okay, uh, but like it frees up my time so I can work on the business. And I think if you want the business to grow and succeed, you cannot be the practitioner, like, or you've got to get someone else in to grow the business for you. You can't do both. Yeah. Like, it's impossible. You physically can't, like, you, there's not enough time. There's not enough time unless you don't sleep. Yeah, I know, I know, sleep when you're dead, rule number one, rules of success. I'm going to go through these now, by the way. Sleep when you're dead, um, it's a metaphor for just fucking work. Like, stop making excuses. Like, if you've got a goal, get your head down. And I don't mean get your head down as and go to sleep. Yeah, I mean, get your head down like, and do it. Plan, strategize. Do you, know many, do you know how many sleepless nights I had? Or like times where I had said no to mates going out or, you know, even like the lads were round and I was on the computer or like, yeah. you know, like it, it, in my book making notes or whatever and, you know, popping around places and networking and stuff. Number two, fuck plan B. Another metaphor, you should always have a backup plan, I think in your mind or whether it's on paper or whatever but again like that's more just about tunnel vision yeah. and being able to really focus on bloody next door with the heavy machinery apologies we're gonna try and edit this out but anyway um yeah again it's fuck plan b is about having tunnel vision about like really homing in on that one ultimate goal and putting absolutely everything into it number three don't hate self-explanatory isn't it don't be so negative towards others and don't try and use that to make yourself uh, seem like a better person like do you know what I mean yeah 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 don't like don't put others down yeah don't put others down don't don't hate it just don't be a dick don't be a fucking dickhead there's so many dickheads out there and just don't be you should you should put that actually as as one of the rules don't be a dick I mean it kind of goes hand in hand doesn't it like some people, I, I don't know. I feel they like love some, being dickheads. You know, some people just love some people love being dickheads. But I kind of feel like some people love people love people that love being dickheads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they kind of suck up to them, and yeah. does my fucking head in. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's clear. Like these people are clearly making other people feel uncomfortable or like belittling them. Yeah, yeah. So, so why would you want to associate yeah. with people? Why like are you following? Why are you following them? Yeah. Like. Clearly, like making racist remarks or, you know, making derogatory comments. Yeah. So, you know what I mean. People like that don't last anyway. They might be a little nit or like a little, you know, pain in your back for a while, but like they'll always kind of be that stench or that cockroach in the yeah. industry, or you know, in life in general. But they don't tend to last or get anywhere themselves in life because they're so focused on other people. Yeah. So just focus on yourself. Number four, be yourself. That's so important and that's something I've been doing more of recently. It was harder for me to really express myself like socially. Mm. The podcast has helped massively with that. Like this is who I am. Do yeah. you know what I mean? We don't edit these episodes. Like we make the sound better because we don't want fucking next door's machinery taking over the podcast. 
But that's it. We don't we don't make any edits. Everything you hear here, 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 here. It's not like I'm in a parliament there, though. Here, here, boy for sale. Um, yeah, just like just be yourself. I hate people who like who try and be someone that they're not, or try and like. There's nothing wrong with like having role models and having mentors and stuff like that like I think that's important as your for your personal development but it's your personal development it's yeah, not yeah. theirs like don't try and be a copycat like just do your own thing and be original yeah be yourself. like Rob last week the way like his videos Rob. And, like just yeah. he is very original isn't he like, yeah he, uh, he wasn't what he I expected yeah he wasn't what I expected and, and it was really refreshing as I said multiple times last week yeah follow your passion that is so fucking, it's such an important rule because, like, that's what, like, it. Th- this is your pursuit of happiness, isn't it, ultimately? Yeah. Like, what is your philosophy in life? Like, ultimately, I don't know anyone who doesn't want to be happy and that's really what you're working for. That's you what you, for, that's yeah. what you, you live for. Life's too short in yeah. the grand scheme of things. Like, you've only got... 90, 80, 90 years? What's the average age? 87, something like that? 85? I'm not sure. Like, you know, time. Time is is a very important thing, isn't it? It's like, it, it's very overlooked. Mm. But, um, yeah, just like, don't waste your time doing something you don't want to do. Like, why? I understand, like, you might have to go through that process to get to where you want to be and follow your passion. So I appreciate that. But there's always something more you can be doing to get yeah. there. It's re- it really it saddens me when people are like stuck in a rut, you know, like they're just they're just living day by day. Yeah, and they're not thinking about what 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 they want what in the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're not really happy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would you do something you don't want to do? It's just it's it's beyond me. Like that's what um when Gary that Gary Gary Vaynerchuk he, preaches this constantly. Yeah, and he said what he says like I hate people that live for the weekend because. You should be living every day like, yeah. It's like why are you, do you hate your job that much that you just want to live for the weekend? It's so common though, isn't it? People who like who don't like what they do are the same people who go out every weekend and get absolutely hammered. Yeah, because it it's a release for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it's a release or like it it masks how they truly want to feel, yeah, how they want to feel, or yeah, yeah. Yeah, it masks their feelings or whatever. Um, it's a What's it called? There's a thing for this, isn't there? Um, uh, I should know this. You should know it. It'll come to me in a minute. Go on, next. Be successful. That is a statement to yourself. So that is, that is what you want to be. And you can make your own mind up on how you define that. So success can mean different things to different people, can't it? So your definition of success is different to mine. Mm or your perspective of success it's all um, it's different for everyone so my definition of success isn't always to do with like I don't know having a chain of gyms mm-hmm. uh, don't that'd be great I wouldn't feel like I've smashed life then you know what I mean I've completed life I think like things like having a family getting married Having a having having me health, yeah. Like actually being truly happy. They're like per- more personal, aren't they? So it's not yeah. Like so it depends stuff. on your perspective yeah, of yeah, successful. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the mine would probably be that as well. Like but personal. If, if we're talking thing. about business, then that's also relevant. 
these are my um, ultimate ultimate goal. If I ever, I'll never do it. What is it? Be a sports psychologist for the Dallas Cowboys or like for an NFL team or something. You don't know. You might. You you never know. You're going over to Canada, aren't you? You yeah. one step closer. Yeah, that that that's my ultimate goal. Why can't you do it? I'll try. You're still young. You've got yeah. so much time. You've so much time. Look at what we've done in the last seven years, and yeah. I feel like we've only just started. You know, I can't wait for the next seven years because if I think about everything that's happened over the last seven years, and like I've gone from absolutely fuck all, it's like literally no base, no clients, to having a gym, two facilities. Yeah, they're in the same place, but two facilities. Gone to a new bursting at the fucking seams with clients. Like yeah. we can't get any more people in now. Yeah, potentially moving to a larger location. We've cornered a market as well. Like we. We're renowned for like our standards. Like I, ne- I couldn't couldn't have wrote this better. Yeah, you know, couldn't have wrote this better. Never never dreamed like we'd be in this position now. The community and stuff that we've built, it's just you know, it's, it's definitely a dream come true for me. But it's just um, yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> be grateful. Something again that um, we've I've been doing a lot anyway, more. More recently, yeah, just like family, friends, yeah. people who are close to you, people who matter, whether it's your staff, your clients, just like, just thank them. Like, these people are, are your biggest fans. These people have, have got your back. These people are your biggest supporters. Just send them a text. Mm. Say thanks for everything. It's more meaningful than you could possibly imagine. Like, I put, um, I put a, a couple of days ago, a post up in our staff group, which you were a part of and I thanked every single um, mem- member of staff mm. every single coach or non-coach so like Hugh and Dale as well you know and just said like how, how you've brought value to my life and the business and it's so important because it comes right back yeah, yeah. it comes right back you might not come back straight away it's nice as well let you know like you're nice doing touch. a good job as well exactly it is nice to know that just being recognised and like yeah. It's it, it's free. Like it's it doesn't cost you anything to just say thanks to someone. Mm. You know, and it's it it can be quite meaningful for them. Yeah, and and oh by the way, that just like completely off topic Go tangent. On. Um, people who are listening, and you don't, and it, it's a random thing to say, and you don't say thank you when someone opens the door for you. No, it no, just, it's relevant. No, yeah, that yeah. pisses me off. You know, that's like a real pet peeve. Pet peeve. Yeah, pet peeve. Pet yeah. peeve. Yeah. yeah. So that that was just it just come to me head, yeah. but that's like being grateful in the little things, and it shows you how much of a of a nice person you are. People are just really ignorant these days. Yeah, but it's just yeah, you know, and it's usually yeah. kids. Yeah, just usually say kids. thanks. Just say yeah. thank you for holding the door or nice one. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm I'm always like really nice, like whenever I'm out. Because if you think about it, like um, I am the business. Like I'm I'm representing the business wherever I go, whatever I do, whatever I say. Mm. So like, I've always got my game face on. Yeah, yeah. The show must always go on, regardless of how I feel. Yeah. Whether I wake up and I don't want to get out of bed, which happens. Just check on the time there. It's five minutes, something like that. Yeah. I still feel like we could go on though, you know. <laughs> Honestly, we've we'll not- be like uh, Joe Rogan soon. We'll be doing like three and a half hour three hour episodes. <laughs> yeah. It's the longest episode ever, but probably the most 
uh, important episode as well because yeah. like everything's come full circle from the last seven years and I just can't wait until we have like our 10 year anniversary because it's like a big milestone isn't it and yeah. we can all get together the last rule on there is not dead can't quit and that's a Navy SEAL quote um, in, in DCQ it's like a brand now mm. uh, but it's uh, I can resonate with that so much like okay you still like life's hard life's very very difficult for a lot of people but um, and it'll beat you to your fucking knees, won't it? Sometimes, and you don't want to get out of bed or whatever. But like, you're still breathing, your heart's still pounding. Get up and fucking do something about it. Like, you genuinely have the means to turn it around, regardless of any like most circumstances. Like, you hear about like these stories about people's families getting fucking massacred, and like, but they still manage to do something. Like the, there's a there's a, a young lad that I know, and um, his uh, little sister died in the Manchester bombings. Yeah, you know, in the in the arena, and um, like imagine that. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was there, he was there as well, and like lost the uh, lost like function of his legs and stuff. I'm not sure of the full story, but I know his sister passed away, and and uh, now he's um, turned that into a movement to uh, build a legacy for his sister um, but also um, to symbolize uh, yeah to, to symbolize like her and like the the whole kind of like community yeah I don't know where I'm going with this like I need someone to step in here Thomas help help like so to, wait, so like coming together and like the community like so he's bringing a togetherness of the community. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. essentially, like... So yeah, and, like, built a legacy like for his sister, essentially. Sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like a symbol for, like, yeah. unity. That's yeah, the way I was unity, looking for. Yeah, community, unity. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a symbol for, like, unity and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so touching, no, yeah, you know no what I mean? No one can break and, us down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To be able to, like, come back from that and do that and touch so many people. Like, it's not just... It's not just about, like unity but it's about like being able to um help others who were um who've experienced like loss or whatever mm. there or in other disasters or whatever that like you can come you can come through the other end you know so yeah not if you're not dead just don't quit there's you know, there's there's always the grass is always greener on the other side yeah so to speak and you might not think that now listening to this but like it really is like a year uh, was it a year ago was it a year no two years year and a half year and a half ago um, something happened in my life where like my whole world was turned upside down and it's not something I want to talk about on air but um, like I for me it was like the the end you know mm. um, I'm like yeah did have like suicidal thoughts and stuff to be honest but You've just got to pick yourself back up, haven't you? And I think within a couple of days, I was back in the gym. And I'd, so I suppose it's come full circle to say, like, the gym has actually saved me life. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I come back in and training was, like, such a release for me. And I suppose I could have brought this up, but it's quite deep. Yeah. I suppose building up to this, talking about, like, getting the keys for the gym. But, um, yeah, that was, like, that was such a dark time in my life. And um, I didn't think that there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, but mm. there was. And now I'm probably the happiest I've ever been. 
probably the most successful I've been in, in my life so far. Like, everything's fallen into place. Look at uh, Tyson Fury as well. What happened to him? He was exactly Everyone's the fighting their own battles. Yeah, exactly. Everyone comes from a dark place at some point yeah. in their life. And um, I think you've just got to trust in that. Like, time is a big healer, but um, you've just got to have hope as well. You know, that, you know, things get better. Yeah. They do, things do get better. You know, but it's up to you, ultimately. I think that's a note to end on, isn't it? Yeah. We, we could probably carry on, but we've got things to do. You've got work to do. You've I've got, got training train. to do. We've been talking for an hour and 31 minutes. I cannot believe that long step. An hour and 30 minutes. Don't even know whether that's still recording. I've probably not got <laughs> sufficient space on my phone. But, um, yeah, I don't feel like we've summarised. Are we going to take this into two parts or are we just going to leave it as one? I think episode? we leave it as one. I think um, everyone kind of knows the recent history of Taylor's, but yeah. I don't think anyone knew what got me here and what got us here. Mm-hmm. I think on a final note, I'll just say, like, I'm just proud of, like, the business. And, yeah, to me, uh, proud of myself to an extent. And, like, I'm grateful for all, like, the lives that we've touched, the people that have come in here and maybe uh, they've been going through a hard time and we've been able to help them get through that through yeah. strength training, I think. I'd say you're very humble as well. Like, you don't... You don't um shout about it all the time you like just get your head down and wear so you're very humble about it no one who's ever achieved anything in life has done it without putting in some hard work unless they've put a silly video up and it's gone viral yeah and you just cunt (laughs) (laughs) bit of a contrast to end there Uh, if you enjoyed that episode it was quite a deep episode I got emotional twice there yeah yeah there you go but you know you've got to be yourself follow your passion be successful be grateful and if you're not dead, don't quit. Thanks for one. listening. The bar is loaded. I'm Danny Taylor. Tom Stregan. See you later. 22nd of September. 22nd of December. 22nd of December. <laughs> two Between 2 and 3 p.m. T-shirt giveaway. Live episode. Q&A. Q- well, it's just going to be it's absolute live. craziness. Yeah, it's isn't it? We could potentially talk more about seven years of strength in that episode because it's going to be... We're just going to get pissed and yeah. eat Christmas food and it's going to be good. Are we, oh, who's bringing food? All of us. Sam. Everyone. Everyone's going to bring... Everyone's got to bring some... It's it's a bring your own beer thing, so bring, bring your own, own drinks, bring drink your own food. food. Okay. And then share. And we'll, we'll get some bits and bobs as well. I'm thinking... Um, are you going to Costco next week? I'm going to Costco Saturday. Mince pies. Costco mince pies are the best. They are the best. I'll see what I can do. Uh, do I want to leave them a whole week, though? I'd rather get them fresh. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm going Costco this Saturday because it's the week before Christmas and I don't want to be... We're still live on air, yeah. Um, Guys, (laughs) if you enjoyed that episode, please like, share, comment. Um, Yeah, leave a review, whatever. And make sure you tune in for our live episode of The Bar is Loaded. See ya. Bye-bye.